Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. The following was excerpted from a Zoom session of Dharma Dialogues, which was broadcast from Australia on October 4th, 2020. It's called The Quality of Mercy. I invite you to join us for any of the upcoming monthly Zoom sessions, which are held at two different times on the first weekend of each month to accommodate most time zones in the world. I've been thinking a lot about mercy. It's almost an old-fashioned word, isn't it? Mercy. This is from Shakespeare, which most of you are going to know, but maybe you haven't thought about this stanza in a while. The quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. Twice blessed. That the offering of mercy is not necessarily because someone deserves it or had some kind of repentance. The offering of mercy is an offering that's just a pure offering and it's twice blessed because in your offering, there's a lot more ease in being, a lot more ease of being in your own offering of mercy. I've noticed in these last days, the the waves of bitterness and in some cases, glee about the situation going on in the United States government and in particular in the hospitalizations of the president and others who are recently infected. And I watch this with a certain sadness and frankly, I've been very Um, encouraged by those who are not taking that stand, who are not, who are are basically wishing no harm to these people who are offering kindness instead. And I've just been thinking a lot about this quality of mercy, like the difference of how it feels inside to sort of have this celebration of someone's suffering. How does that feel inside? As opposed to feelings of empathy and of imagining what it might be like to be finding it difficult to breathe and what it might be like to consider having a disease that if not deadly, then possibly a a long-term debilitation in various ways that might progress. So that would instill fear in most of us, foreboding, worry. What is the internal difference? What is the feeling inside when you offer mercy? Like the idea of a pardon, right? 
it doesn't mean, as I said last night on our Zoom call, it doesn't mean that we don't still stop people, if we can, from harming others, and especially if they're in a position of power where we might think that they are, that their very presence in their position of power is dangerous to others and harmful. Yes, we then do where we can in nonviolent ways to stop them. But, but we, we don't have to have this hatred in the heart. That's only going to weaken ourselves. Make us bitter. Make our hearts harden in ways that probably aren't very healthy. So these are... These are old, old truths that have been passed down the ages and just get more and more true. You can make your own experiments, make, do your own thought process with this. See how it feels. See how it feels to move into compassion without giving up any of your options for doing what you feel will be helpful in, in the world, even if it means stopping some people. Stopping them doesn't mean that you have to hate them or celebrate their misfortune in terms of their actual health. I know the temptation, believe me, I do. I have moments, and I have had moments over these years And frankly, I have a lot of moments about our species in general that I get angry about our species. What a fool's errand that is, right? Here we are. And actually, I like a lot of the species. <laughs> love, I love a lot, of these, a lot of these creatures that we are. But sometimes I look at the whole species and think, wow, what a wrecking ball. And sometimes I feel this bitterness in my heart. Not only that, I'm aware of the, the ways that as one of that species, I too am conditioned in certain ways towards selfishness. It's just, it's just genetically encoded. So... Forgiveness for all of us, right? Forgiveness, mercy, pardon. Let's give everybody a pardon. Doesn't mean we give up our options of helping out or stopping something bad. But we just do it from a different place. And that place that we do it from, that softer place, that merciful place, is actually more effective. I've seen it over and over again, not, in my, not only in my own personal life, but I've seen it played out in so many other ways with other people. It was my specialty as a journalist to seek those kinds of people out. So I was, I was literally, for 12 years, incredibly privileged to find 
people who were heads of movements, which were all committed to nonviolent strategies, and sometimes at great risk to themselves, and yet were had these extraordinarily successful movements. So don't get caught up in the frenzy of this kind of nastiness that's going around on social media and one hears it a bit in the news and, and so on. You can watch all of this pageantry, this crazy show that we've got going on here, <laughs> never a dull moment. You can watch it with a quieter heart. Let's just see what happens. You'll get your vote. You'll go to your actions that you do in whatever ways if you want. You can do all of that. It's like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. My question is, for myself, I think I see myself clearly in that to have mercy for him out at my very early, you know, position in the, on the spiritual path is too tall of an order. Mm-hmm. And so is it mercy or is it a mercy workaround to, <laughs> to just <laughs> choose to direct my, to not pile on and mm-hmm. to choose to redirect my attention to something that I, I can share mercy with or can help in a tangible way. And, and, I, and I also just have, have concerns about the media dictating what goes on between all of our ears. And it, so is that not mercy to oneself to say, I choose to not engage in this thing that I have absolutely no control over as as someone else very eloquently pointed out as, as, as did you. So that's my extended question. Yes, yes, absolutely. Of course, that, that sounds very, honest and and acknowledging where you're at with this process maybe mercy is a bridge too far for many people but to at least not take some sort of glee in another person's suffering where someone's struggling to breathe like honestly if he were in the room with you you're there with him and suddenly he can't breathe He's struggling, he's, he's gasping for breath, or he's got an incredibly pounding headache while gasping for breath. Probably you would have mercy in, those, in that circumstance, right? But you don't have to go there in imagination or anything. And I like your work around a lot, that you just <laughs> move your attention off of that subject and onto another area that you are able to genuinely offer kindness or forgiveness or pardon. And maybe... It is a kind of merit test for many people that who is more deserving. I understand that, certainly. I just, I'm only mentioning this particular case of this, this particular president. I think you're too young to have much memory of this, but many of us on the call would have remembered when Reagan got shot. And there was a similar thing, like a whole, whole bunch of people were hoping he would just die. It was a similar thing. 
And yeah, I do understand it. I'm trying to remember if at the time I had felt that about Reagan, I might have. <laughs> I really didn't like him. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I, I somehow don't, in this case, I don't know if it's that I, something has been worn down in me over the years of knowing the cost of of hatred and of also of having had situations where I did take pleasure in a person's misfortune, maybe not their struggle with life and death, but just some other thing and realizing what little pleasure in fact there was, that it's like they say, revenge is a dish best served cold, like let it cool off. And it turns out it's not that it's not that great an experience, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. But I really like your frame and I have a feeling you're speaking for a lot of other people on the call today that it's, I think, perhaps a little bit too much to ask. And for some people, it's not too much to ask. Um, not better or worse, just the truth of the matter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I was kind of reminded while you're speaking of, you know how in the, and I hope I'm not, I'm politically correct when I say, in so many of the black songs, you know, that they, that mercy, mercy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Yeah, absolutely. It's such, it's such a heartfelt and soulful invocation. Mm -hmm. mm, yes, yeah, absolutely. Mercy. It but is in, almost, so it's almost one though you don't hear much anymore. I bet you might still in some places. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, while you were also speaking, I remembered something. Mm -hmm. And I turned around, maybe you saw me and pulled your book off the shelf. And there's a line in here from your book that I'd like to quote. If I okay, sure. Yeah. If you want to see the brave, Look at those who can forgive. If you want to see the heroic, look at those who can love in return for hatred. Bhagavad Gita, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I do remember it, and I wouldn't have remembered it had you not brought it up, but I'm definitely glad you did. It says exactly what I'm saying today as well. I know it is. Yeah. Of course of that. Yeah. Anyway. Beautiful. Yes, beautiful message and Always topical. <laughs> yeah. The, the irony is that these um, conversations come out onto the podcast months later. So it's, it's sort of this little kind of moment that gets captured in time. And then we hear it later and things have kind of, as we'll see, if, if we're all around when this podcast ever gets produced, which will be a few months, that things will have moved on. All kinds of things will have happened. This will seem a faraway dream at the time. Thank you for what you've expressed this morning and last night regarding Do No Harm. It wasn't sitting comfortably with me when I was seeing lots of responses on social media, but I couldn't, I, I hadn't articulated it. <laughs> and to hear you articulate what wasn't feeling quite right has helped me to be conscious of it and that I was feeling quite similarly. I mean, who knows if exactly the same, of course, not necessarily, but yeah, it helped to verbalise and give words to 
what I was feeling in my ambivalence about seeing posts um, joyfully or, well, I won't put adjectives to it, but <laughs> responding to the to the Trump virus news. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's good to, it's definitely good to be affirmed in offering mercy. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be to someone that is deserving, right? It doesn't have to be what people would, let's say what, what people would think was more deserving. It can be scattershot. You can just understand to take the position that you don't like seeing people suffer. Simple as that. It's not a good thing, not a wonderful thing to feel, is to see someone in suffering. Just thinking that, and that extra bit, actually having compassion for people who, who are putting um, strong responses like jokes and memes and whatever yeah. about it, yeah. actually having compassion for them too, that obviously there's yes. a need to let off steam. And it's a, it, that's also a very human response too. So. It's a very human response. Another reason to have compassion for them in it is that they're sitting in a, a hot fire inside. Like I've, I've, I've heard from some of my friends, as I mentioned last night, and I've talked to a few of my friends in the States, and I've heard this kind of boiling, like this combination of rage with glee in it. And I noticed that in my body, I was kind of feeling quivery in listening to them, almost like you could picture some army marching in triumphantly to kind of sack a town or something, you know, and it's sort of like, <laughs> I felt this quiver of, of, ooh, this is a kind of a hot fire to be sitting in. So yeah, to, to, it's you're twice blessed in the offering of mercy, twice blessed for you and for the, those who receive it, whether they've been doing anything good or not. Um, touches on a lot of things. As far as mercy is concerned, I've noticed this in myself right from the beginning of the COVID episode, let's call it that, that occasionally there would be some news for me somehow or other of some sort of thing that I didn't wholly approve of and maybe I thought the person who was running it was a bit, you know, conceited and not really down to earth. And all of a sudden, their project came to an end because of COVID-19. And I just noticed these, uh, well, I don't know, grubby, I think that's a good word to use, <laughs> grubby little giggles of pleasure at, at other people's on. Uh, misfortune and I've been living with and growing with that a lot uh, mm -hmm. this year and I can remember having at one of your sessions at the friends meeting house it was about guilt there was somebody talking about guilt and what I knew at that time was before there's guilt, there has to be judgment. And I think judgments are very deep. Mm -hmm. you know, I think our judgments very often come from childhood. Mm -hmm. And all of these, all of this stuff like glee for somebody else's misfortune, it would seem to me, very often comes from uh, deep stuff. In the end, 
what I see is that I'm not loving myself. Mm-hmm. If I have that, yeah. you know, that, that you know, that's yeah. like a lot of jumps to get to that place. But that's yeah. where I go quickly now. Oh, that's beautiful. That is the bottom line. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's the ways that that our our ego feels powerful and feels above and feels right and all the ways. I spoke a lot about it last night. Actually, it's a kind of solidification of the somebody that is important and and can see things that others can't see and so on. But I'm going to back up just slightly because sometimes. I do feel glee, for instance, when, let's take an example. There have been a lot of businesses that have crashed in COVID. And I'm happy for a lot of those businesses to have crashed, actually, because they were planet-killing businesses. But I wouldn't be happy to see any of those executives struggling to breathe. That wouldn't make me happy. That would make me sad and, and feel great compassion. But the fact that they're they're, yes. they're going to lose their income temporarily, they'll either have to find some other way to make a living or change yeah. their lives. But, but there have been some things that I am happy for that you could call a kind of misfortune, in that a fortune is not going to yeah. continue. But that fortune was causing so much suffering that I'm I'm glad. I make no apology about it. I'm glad it's gone, and I don't I don't take pleasure in in seeing people literally struggling physically yes. to just live or are in pain or in deep physical fear yes. um, no i mean several of my friends have said that and i can feel i feel like i said it, it's, it's almost cost a little sort of tremble in myself yeah. and that and that is how wars start actually <laughs> when even the good people who've lost touch with their own love inside, as you're saying, when even the really the best of the people start slipping down that track, that's when things can get really bad, where brother turns against brother, sister turns against sister. So yeah, to be watchful and to keep the reminder strong with your own people who understand that's not the direction to go. (laughs) Yes. It's softer to think that what you're seeing is ignorance rather than evil. You're seeing ignorance. And just know that that's what you're seeing in these cases. And then, and then that has a very different flavor because ignorance can be adjusted with more knowledge and more information. Hello, Catherine. Um, Following on from last night, actually, when you were speaking about grief and you referred to a relationship, I've been pondering that all night about being in the now and not being impacted by grief. Can you speak to that? My question, I guess, is about all the extra, the magical thinking that you mentioned. Yes. It's present now. And yet it's events that happened even years ago. Sometimes I think people misunderstand what living in present awareness is. It's not narrowing the focus down to just this tiny moment and only this, and right? It's not that. We're, we're much more complex creatures. 
that have emotions and have memories and have ways that we've been shaped by all that we've explored and endured and lost. So we're a, you know, there's a Walt Whitman line, I am vast, I contain multitudes. Each of us are vast. We contain multitudes of experience and of people who've come and some of them have gone and of ideas and adventures and things that we were interested in. Maybe we were once interested in, now not interested in something else. We're, we contain multitudes and all of these things are shaping who we are in the now. All of that comes to bear in the now. So it's not magical thinking, especially in the case of those we have loved so deeply and who are gone now. Um, hmm. Understand. Thank yeah. you. Hello, sweetheart. Hello, dear. I haven't talked to you in years, years. <laughs> Where did we sit last see each other? Los Angeles? In Seattle. Seattle, okay. Uh-huh. Seattle when you were doing satsang in Seattle 20 years ago. Okay, yes, long time. Yeah, so... So it's really great to see you. I did a couple oh. of retreats with you in Brighton Bush. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Just when Papa G had passed, we, we oh, did a yes. retreat together. So that was in the late 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Long yes. time ago. So <sighs> what you're talking about now hits home in a personal level too. I'm in the process of getting divorced and... I am very bitter. Mm -hmm. Very bitter. And everything, I, and it's the same kind of thing. And just the reminder to have mercy. Yes. To yourself. And I would also say... I mean, I know very well the pain of separation in a relationship. It's been a long time, but I didn't forget <laughs> how hard that was. And, and yet, in the fullness of time, often one can see, and perhaps maybe you can take a shortcut, that you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know. It, it's more regret. Waste oh. of time. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, anger, yeah. At, anger at him. You know, all that doesn't matter what it is. But what I was seeing and what you're talking about is that whatever bitterness I feel, to use it as a pointer back. Yeah, good. To, to yeah. Uh, give myself mercy. Yes, yes. It's just like, if I feel bitterness, then that's the reminder to give myself mercy. Yes, beautiful. Love it. This has been In the Deep. We invite you to join us for any of the online Zoom sessions, which now occur two times monthly on the first weekend of each month. 
And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider a donation for the monthly production and hosting costs. The donation button is on each page of our website, katherineingram.com. It would also be very helpful if you can give a review or even just a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts. Till next time.